The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the fourth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, The kingdom of God is as if someone would scatter seed on the ground and would sleep and rise night and day, and the seed would sprout and grow. He does not know how. The earth produces of itself, first the stalk, then the head, then the full grain in the head. But when the grain is ripe, at once he goes in with his sickle, because the harvest has come. He also said, with what can we compare the kingdom of God, or what parable will we use for it? It is like a mustard seed, which when sown upon the ground is the smallest of all the seeds on the earth. Yet when it is sown, it grows up and becomes the greatest of all shrubs, and puts forth large branches, so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. With many such parables, he spoke the word to them as they were able to hear it. He did not speak to them except in parables, but he explained everything in private to his disciples. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Last spring... Joe and I moved into a new house. Yes, with a two-month-old baby in the midst of a global pandemic. Not something I would recommend doing again. But it's no surprise then that I really don't remember much about how my garden took shape last year. Stuff came up. And I decided to let everything grow, mainly because I didn't want to pull up something that would turn out to be a beautiful flower or shrub, and because, let's be honest, I had zero time to manage my backyard. But this spring, I've had more time. I remembered where and when the plants would appear, and I've had more awareness and availability to devote to their general health and happiness. And here's my official report. I have a morning glory infestation. What I just showed during the children's message was a small taste of the vines now covering my backyard. They are driving me crazy. Morning glories are flowers that spread on the vine. You saw it, right? It's so thin. They twist around one another, spiraling upwards to cover everything that they can. If there's nothing vertical close by, they'll settle for sheer horizontal spread. Now I know why my garden last spring looked like a green mess. It was. Everything had been covered and suffocated by morning glories. In a controlled environment, these vines are beautiful, but without care and attention, they can quickly take over. This is the battle currently being waged in my backyard, and I'm not sure who's winning. So the two parables we hear today about seeds and the kingdom of God seem especially fitting, because you see, the mustard seed is tiny, but the plant it produces is not so tiny. Mustard seeds grow into mustard shrubs that are scraggly, rough, and unkempt. In a lineup of plants I would hope to be someday, mustard is not on the list. How about a stately cedar, like the ones in our reading from Ezekiel today? What about a majestic oak or even a fragrant rose? Couldn't Jesus have picked something a little better in which to compare the kingdom of God? But this is just the point. These parables today 
challenge us to open our minds to the growth that happens without our help, sometimes overnight. These parables challenge us to hope that something so small can eventually cover the whole earth. These parables challenge us to believe that ordinary objects can become extraordinary. This is the kingdom of God at work. And I'm not sure about you, but sometimes I find the whole thing pretty darn frustrating. Like, why does Jesus insist on doing all this teaching in parables anyway? Why not just give it to us straight? Why doesn't God's kingdom operate according to our earthly rules? And actually, where is the kingdom of God that supposedly grows from such a humble beginning? It seems like our world has been overtaken by the morning glories of anxiety, fear, and hatred. We've been overcome by pandemic, racially motivated violence, self-motivated greed. We've been consumed by grief, sorrow, and isolation. And unfortunately, those things have been with us for a while and won't be going away anytime soon. Six years ago, on June 17, 2015, nine black people who gathered for prayer and Bible study at Mother Emanuel Church in Charleston, South Carolina, were murdered by a self-professed white supremacist. This year, 2021, has already broken records for the deadliest year ever for trans and gender non-conforming people in the United States. More than 127 different anti-transgender bills are currently up for debate in state houses across our country. And just this week, there have been multiple mass shootings just here in Chicago. But our parables today offer a word of hope and promise. And they have me thinking that if the kingdom of God is truly like a tiny mustard seed, surely it is also like a morning glory. Because the morning glories in my yard keep popping up. Every day, they show up somewhere else, sometimes having grown a few feet overnight in their quest for dominance. I have no idea how to eradicate them. I am amazed at their tenacity. I am amazed at their growth. I am amazed at their confidence. Why is it so easy to focus on all the bad things that have those qualities? The rapid spread of the coronavirus, the warming of our planet, the nasty colonial stereotypes about race that still persist today. What audacity, what boldness. Why can't the kingdom of God be like that? Or is it? For God is still sowing seeds on earth, and those seeds right now are sprouting and growing in the most unlikely of ways and places. Mustard, morning glories, the plants that emerge in the tiny cracks in the sidewalk, trees that grow on cliff faces. Jesus uses the image of the mustard seed in this parable because the kingdom of God is as tenacious as a weed and will desperately cling to life in the face of almost certain death. Why is it so easy to assume that the nasty stuff in our world has the upper hand? There is the potential for God's kingdom to cover the whole earth with love, grace, and peace. 
reclaim our identity as tiny mustard seeds, or pesky boring glories perhaps, planted by God to spread our branches out and cover the world with good news. Who, me, you say? I'm a little busy. I don't have time. I don't have anything to contribute. But here's the thing about the kingdom of God. It's not ours to control. We are not in charge. It's not up to us to determine that we are useless. God is busy nurturing each of us to sprout and grow in our own way, in our own time, to help grow the kingdom of God. At St. Paul, our pride banners hanging in front of the church are a step in that direction. We have literally covered up a portion of our building to demonstrate that here, in this place, in this community, we are called to minister to all people because we know that the world is often an unloving place. The kingdom, the kingdom of God is alive with the promise that there is room for everyone in the branches of the tree of life. This month, we celebrate that that really does mean everyone and make an intentional statement of welcome to members of the LGBTQIA community. Because our God does impossible things, has created us all in God's image to be beloved children of God and siblings with all of creation. No matter who you love or what pronouns you use, we sit side by side on the branches of the tree of life that has sprung forth from nothing and yet continues to grow. This tree of life, the cross, another ironic symbol that proves that God does impossible things, granting us all life through an act of violent death. Oriented around this tree of life, we are fed and nourished. We find shelter. We are renewed and refreshed. We are reminded again and again that we are loved, forgiven, and free, exactly as we are. And as we rest in the shade, we also remain confident that God is still working in each of us so that one day all people will be fed, all people will have shelter, and all people will know they are worthy of God's love. So that one day, the kingdom of God will truly cover the whole earth. Amen.